Laura Mariano hammered the nail into place as small beads of sweat stung her eyes. The four-by-eight piece of lattice seemed sturdy enough, she thought. She stepped back and looked over her morning's work. The six pieces of lattice now covered nearly a third of the old fence. Fortunately, the existing poles were tall enough to allow her to attach the two sections one atop the other. The new barrier was now eight feet tall and twenty-four feet long. Already it looked better, Laura told herself. Once the ivy grew, the effect would be complete. She looked to her right where the decrepit fence stood. Its rusty barbed wire and weathered posts seemed even uglier now. Still, she would have to put up with the fence until Scott got around to making a new one. It was the cemetery beyond that drove Laura to endure the hot summer sun and its suffocating humidity. The cemetery was quite old, but it had been maintained. The grass was mowed and trimmed twice a month. The old granite monuments were righted after raids by the local gang with its three members. The old flowers were even removed when they could no longer be called attractive. Flowers were rare, as were visitors. Laura and Scott had lived in the house for nearly three months. In that time, she had seen only one visitor and a brief one at that. No funeral processions made their way along the gravel paths, as the cemetery had been filled for a great many years. That made it all the worse. Old cemeteries were always the worst, Laura's mother had always said. Laura didn't consider herself superstitious, but she could not abide the sight of a cemetery, especially an old one. It always made her a bit uneasy. Just now, her sweat-soaked clothes made her more than a bit uncomfortable. The house, with no air conditioning, offered little hope of relief. Nonetheless, she made her way inside and poured herself a tall glass of cool lemonade. She stopped briefly in the washroom and stripped out of her smelly clothes. She and Scott had yet to hang drapes on the back windows, but with no houses there, Laura felt no need for modesty. She made her way down the hall and frowned as she glanced at the spare bedroom. Stack after stack of unpacked boxes and crates filled the room. It amazed her how people could put off the simplest of tasks for months. She promised herself she would sort through the boxes as soon as she finished her fence. It was a sincere promise, but one she doubted she would keep. The small bathroom faced the back and seemed to somehow be the hottest room in the house. Laura turned on the shower and adjusted the water to slightly below cold. She shivered beneath the chilly water. She turned in small circles as the water pelted her tan skin. It washed away the grit and grime of the morning's work, as well as the oppressive heat. She lingered under the water, reluctant to leave its soothing coolness. After nearly twenty minutes, Laura reluctantly turned off the water. She stepped onto the small throw rug and dried herself. She was just starting out when she noticed herself in the full-length wall mirror. She tossed the towel as she studied her image. A devilish grin spread across her face as she thought about Scott. She should surprise him tonight, she thought. She could meet him in the living room, dressed just as she was now. It seemed like an excellent idea. Laura turned to her right, then left as she tried to decide which way she should stand to greet Scott. Her breasts were small, almost tiny, but her hips were wide, without being fat. Scott had always been a leg and hip man anyway, she told herself. She was pleased he had so much to like about her. She giggled at the thought. She suddenly gasped and jumped back as a figure moved past the window. Laura's breath came in short gasps as she inched her way toward the window. Very cautiously, she peeked out. The figure was a man. At least it walked like a man. He wore a full-length brown robe, complete with hood and belt. Laura watched him closely as he walked toward her rear fence. 
He stopped a moment to examine her new fence before he moved on. The stranger wandered into the cemetery and seemed to examine each marker as he passed. Laura watched him for nearly an hour before he moved out of sight on the far side of the cemetery. By the time the stranger had vanished, Laura had forgotten the idea of surprising Scott. She now had to hurry to finish dinner before Scott arrived. Scott seemed to enjoy the hastily prepared meal of fish sticks and french fries. Most of the meal time was taken up by his story of how his secretary was trying to get even with a young man in the accounting department. When he finished, Laura told of her afternoon visitor. Did you recognize him? Scott asked. No, he wore a long robe with the hood pulled up. I'm not even sure it was a man, Laura answered. A long robe in this heat? It was strange the way he moved around the cemetery, she said. It was almost like he was inspecting the graves. Maybe he was looking for a certain name, or he could have been doing some kind of research.